This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Ladies and uh, gentlemen, and welcome to another Digital Citizen, episode 179. I feel like I almost did this before. Hello, Luke! Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. Uh, yeah, I'm it does ha- feel having... like it. <laughs> I'm, I'm having deja, deja vu. <laughs> <laughs> it's not... Well, we should, in all fairness, we only rec- re-recorded like the first minute and a half here. Some t- we have recorded entire podcasts over again because we totally screwed up. Yes. <laughs> we have. This is this is nothing. This is nothing. So how, how's your week been? Uh, pretty good. Um, you know, hang a lot a lot of firewood. Actually, it's that time of year. Uh, how have you been? You were sick. I know you're better. Yes, I feel much better. Thanks for asking. Uh, I was well again on Saturday. I want to say. Yeah, I saw uh, you on. Well, I saw you on Sunday, and you were feel you were yeah. all better. Or. The pain had yeah. gone away, I should say. Not all better. <laughs> You're saying I'm sick? <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentally ill, my dear friend? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was actually referring to the fact that on Sunday you passed out early because you were still pretty out oh, of it. Yeah. 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 No, I, uh, I, I was just tired. I was dead tired. Right. It was a long uh, week. I, I saw 80% of the pay-per-view, though. Uh, yeah, did you go back and watch anything else? Yeah, I did. Okay. Because most of the good stuff... Uh, it was like the second half was the good stuff. So, uh, yeah. yeah. I gave up uh, exactly when the good matches started. <laughs> <laughs> that might be true, actually. Well, yeah. yeah. I, I think I went to bed when uh, the second women's match... No. Uh, I think I went to bed when the Shield match started. I have a strange. No, it was way before that. that. Right? The, the Shield match was the very. It was yeah. It was like the third to last match. I think is when you went to bed. Okay, third to third to last. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it was three o'clock or something. That's right. what I mean. Um, hey. Uh, have you ever thought of uh, how Norwegians use all of their money? Uh, no, not really. We use it on on changing company's name, Luke. Uh, We have something called, uh, in Norway, called NSB. Uh, 
it's the Norwegian railway, uh, railway, that was extremely hard to say, company. Okay. They have changed, they changed their name this week into Y. <laughs> Is that really how uh, it's pronounced? Not, not really. Okay. <laughs> but I, I send you, I send you like 30 memes of people thinking it looks especially like Y. Uh, I, I posted one of them up on our Facebook, the football player one, because that was the funniest one I thought. Which uh, football player one? Uh, soccer player, the one where he's got the t-shirt on and he rips it over. Oh yeah, his head. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> that was a really fun one, but it it it, it, it is uh, pronounced the, and uh, uh, According, to, I, I want to read the the uh, uh, the tweet that you found. Uh, Norway State Railways have decided to change their name to V. They tell us the word means overview and looking out, but most Norwegian thinks it looks like the English word Y. A change of logo will cost. <laughs> Uh, twin Norwegian crowns, so I don't know how much it is in dollar, but 280 million for the next coming years. 280 million Norwegian crowns? That is a lot of dollars, and I'm I'm already hearing... Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm working Googling, on it. Googling, Googling how much it is in dollars. Yeah, and uh, and I I I I think I I found uh, uh, someone quoting uh, a, a lot of things, but uh, it's um, like three hundred and twenty-six thousand dollars, I think. Yeah, yeah, approximately enough money, that's for sure. Yeah, so they 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 uh, took the minister off of this uh, transportation uh, on the carpet. Uh, so there's comp uh, uh, the two biggest um, parties that isn't the ruling parties, like the opposi opposition, is trying to stop this because they think it's using too much money. Well, to change a name, like what is the real purpose of changing the name? You don't know? No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's why we're saying why. Like, why do this? It's yeah. a very known, known brand name in Norway. Like everybody in Norway knows what NSP is. Like, if you if you ask people from the east to the the north. In a random pick, uh, what NSP is, everybody would know that. Nobody knows what Vi is, LV. <laughs> Nobody. Right, yeah. if you're an American or I think anybody other than Norwegian, I would not look at VY and think that said the word Y because it's mis missing no. the H. I mean, but right. I can, you got to understand like the meme of it and the fact that. Uh, they don't. Uh, it, it, there's no reason to be changing this name. So why is more of right. a meme than anything else? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
But it's it's so it's so extremely weird, and it's such a, a strange uh, amount of money as well. I think so the meaning of it is also weird. What did he say? Looking out, and what was the other thing? Uh, what did I say? Uh, I I wasn't there. You got rid of it. Okay. Uh, yeah, the, the meanings of it. I remember overview, looking, overview, 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 and looking out. That's almost Orwellian yeah. sounding, isn't it? Yeah, we're looking uh, out over over the overview of, and we're looking out over it. We're like, it's almost <laughs> sounds a little Orwellian. Tell me why ain't nothing but a heartache. <laughs> That's one of the first thing I was thinking of when I heard it. <laughs> Tell me why ain't nothing but a mistake. Which boy band was that? Was that NSYNC or was it Boys to Men? Or, uh, or was it the other Backstreet one? Boys? There was, yes. a, there was a few more yeah. of them, actually. Yeah, no, it was Backstreet Boys, and that had told me why. <laughs> I get him confused. Anyway, we, yes, we, we don't really have this in the news, but it's, it's it, because it's very hard to find news articles about this because nobody cares other than Norwegians. Sure, right. It's, uh, a, it's kind of an inside joke, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like, but it's it's like, uh, I don't get it. Why? Why use money on this? Why change your name? Why do this? And the the, the new train looks hideous as well. It's it's green and it's like it's supposed to give a message of that it's a greener. Uh, thing than cars and that's why they changed the color of the the train to green because it's a green alternative to, to cars have you ever heard so such a fucking stupid uh, reason to change the color of your your train to green? Uh, i mean it's i mean i understand rebranding right but if it's already the biggest <laughs> company as far as railways go there's no company yeah, there's no point in rebranding it's like when i was a kid for a while fro uh they had commercials for stamps <laughs> and it's like what what is the point of this why it's not like you can buy canadian stamps and then send the mail then send things in the mail it's the same thing with NSP because NSP is uh, V, as it's called now, or I should call it now. V, v has, is the only one that's allowed to do railway in Norway. <laughs> They're the only company that's allowed to use, use the railway system. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, well, I, I'm, maybe there'll be an update on this and we'll figure out, like, why they changed it. Maybe it has something to do with, like... Uh, Making it easier mean, for tourists or something like that. Who knows? But what, what's the what's the difference between? Uh, okay, do you think it's harder to uh, express V or NSB <laughs> as a foreigner? V probably. It's shorter. Yeah. It's very simple. Uh, v. And v. then you yeah you if you're not near a train station you can just be like V and point and people will know like what you mean. You know what I mean? Where if it's a longer yeah. Norwegian word, it might be harder. So that actually does kind of make sense now that I'm thinking about it. But 
th yeah, that's if you're increasing tourism and maybe it's for all the U.S. soldiers that are there. Who knows? <laughs> maybe. Uh, we have a short update. Uh, we talked about uh, the PST uh, um, having charge against uh, uh, Russian, uh, maybe right. a PS month. PST month being the Norway Intelligence Agency. Right, we should mention that because yes. PST here means uh, Pacific <laughs> Standard Time, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Norway's police uh, intelligence agency has confirmed that they dropped the terror charges against the 20-year-old Russian man who stabbed a woman in Oslo grocery store in January. We talked about it in January. Uh, the man has been committed to hospital for psychiatric evaluation. The man have uh, shouted that all Christians should be killed and made a stabbing attack looking like a premeditated assault by Islam extremists. He has since been deemed mentally unbalanced and suspect of suffering from schizophrenia. So, yeah. I think we mentioned so, that at the time that it was just a chance that this guy could be uh, unbalanced. And th yeah. that that was an option, and that we thought that instantly assuming that he was a Russian terrorist was maybe jumping jumping to conclusions a little bit is what we said at a the little, time. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's getting help. So so, so the PST formally uh, charge against him have now been withdrawn. So that's a oh. short little update. Well, I mean. Sorry? Wouldn't he? So maybe I'm not sure, understanding how Norwegian uh, justice system works. But you, the mm -hmm. charges get dropped when you go to men, go to the mental hospital. Well, uh, uh, the PST has a terror clause they wanted to charge him with. Oh, I see. Okay, right. So it's the the, the terror clause of it makes. Uh, uh, was the thing they want? They he he still tried to attack someone. Yeah. If he is able to 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 stand, uh, charged for that, that it is uh, something completely different. But he is not charged under uh, the terror act. Do you understand? Right. Yeah, I get it now. Okay. But, okay. Hey, some Brexit news, and we we promise you that I will say. Brexit updates today because we we are, they're having a vote literally when we are speaking right now, but uh, let's talk about Theresa May's Brexit deal defeated by a hundred and forty nine votes. Can they please get rid of this clown of a politician? And I'm saying that with Donald Trump in the White House. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go into this. Uh, MPs have rejected Theresa May's Brexit deal for the second time to prompt a further to prompt further instability at Westminster and uncertainty over UK's departure from the EU. Oh, the Prime Minister, who whose political future has been thrown in doubt, really. <laughs> Just Why? now, you don't say it wasn't thrown Why? in doubt like for the last year and a half. <laughs> uh, saw 391 MPs vote against her withdrawal agreement on Tuesday night. 242 uh, voted in favor. Uh, the mm -hmm. defeat defeat by 149 votes uh, for Mrs. May's deal uh, in January. The Prime Minister st suffered a larger vote, uh, 230 uh, defeat over. Uh, 
uh, over her last Brexit deal. And like Fro said, today we're getting another vote, so we'll be able to get into that when we actually get to it. So, uh, yeah, let's just save yeah. the rest of the commentary on this for when we actually get the breaking news. Yeah, let's let's save it. Uh, house, uh, the house, the, another house, <laughs> an American house, <laughs> because they call it the House of Commerce as well. You know, right? It's like that. Uh, it's it's in 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 Britain. They have. Uh, well, we did uh, steal a whole lot of our. Uh, political uh, po system, yeah. system and naming and everything from from them because we came from there. So yeah. Yes. So debate over anti-Semitic charges exposes the divide in the Democratic Party. Uh, the House representative approved a broad resolution condemning bigotry on Thursday after remarks by a Democratic member. That uh, some viewed anti-Semitic exposed as a dodgy and a generific rift in the party. Is this the same guy that we covered last week? Woman, actually. Woman, I'm, well, I mean. This is, yeah, yeah. well, it, 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 it's, okay, here it is. The vote came less than a week after Representative Ilan Omar, yeah. who we talked about last week and the week before that, mm -hmm. in passing. Uh, one of the two first Muslim mm -hmm. women elected Congress made statements at Washington events that were denounced by some as anti-Semitic. The resolution does not mention her, her by name, but Republicans have seized uh, on Omar's statements and the resulting inter-party conflict as a sign that the Democratic Party is fractured. And now Trump is coming out and saying that the Democratic Party is anti-Semitic. There's other people coming out and saying, uh, uh, what was it? Some kind of, uh, Jexit or something? Uh, for mm. like Jews should exit the, uh, Democratic Party. Uh, it's like kind of like the really, really far end of what's going on right now. Uh, and mm. the, the other side, uh, what's her name? Sorry, totally lost it. I don't even know who you're talking about. Uh, Speaker of the House. Uh, oh, um, Nancy Pelosi. Right, Nancy Pelosi had said she was against it. She or she denounced the saying it was anti-Semitism, and then, then afterwards she came out saying. She didn't think that Omar meant it, it to be anti-Semitic, uh, and now, but she, but a lot of Democrats, all Democrats actually, no Democrats voted against this um, resolution uh, condemning bigotry. Obviously, uh, but this is just kind of silly. Why do you need to make a, a resolution condemning something that everybody learned when they were in like third grade? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> I really, really don't know. I don't know, but the it's, Democrats hate this lady just as much as the Republicans do, and the Republicans are using this as ammo against the Democrats for 2020, so just something to keep an eye on for sure, because I'm sure it's going to ramp up. <laughs> I'm so sad that you didn't put this in the news about Laurie Lachlan. Oh, I was going to talk about that in the TV round. Because, oh, it has, okay. because it has to do with TV, right? 
Again, let's let's save it for them. Um, uh, that's a little tease for your listeners. Mm. Who? What? <laughs> uh, then uh, U.S. condemns Cuba, and Russia is uh, for backing uh, uh, Venezuela. Manduru, is this not over? Still, really? I was watching. Uh, the news with somebody last night who is very much like a Rachel Maddow, M- MSNBC, CNN person who believes everything they say. And I was mm. trying to explain, like, the Red Cross is against us sending <laughs> sending aid there. Yeah. And uh, 50 countries out of the 190 countries in the UN uh, wanted, want to or, or believe this, so less than half, like 190 50 out of that is very little uh, amount of countries that agree yes. with this, but they were adamant that, th- that this is a good thing, and they're very much a staunch Democrat. So then I said, uh, yeah, but you know this is what Trump wants, and they got really confused. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, yeah, but, uh, but oh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, this is being run by Trump, Pompeo, and John Bolton. Uh, and the Koch brothers actually benefit off of this whole Venezuela thing because it turns out they have some kind of massive oil refinery in Texas that can only refine mm-hmm. oil that comes from, or the type of oil that comes from Venezuela, and that's where they get all of it. So if Trump or our, our government takes over, the Koch brothers are going to benefit by getting lower prices on that kind of oil for their oil refinery. So it's turning out this is even more kind of uh, about... M- about money and oil than we even realized at the beginning. Yeah. But now it's turning because, out they're blaming Cuba. Yes. Yeah, because top U.S. diplomat Mike Pompeo took aim at Cuba and Russia on Monday for their support of the Venezuelan president Nicolas Maduro, who Washington wants to remove from power. The Secretary of State rejected uh, Maduro's association that the U.S. was responsible for the widespread blackout instead of pointing the finger at socialist nature of the Venezuelan leader's government. Nicolas Maduro promised Venezuela a better life and socialist paradise. Socialist paradise? Hmm. Sounds like Norway. <laughs> and he, de- he delivered the socialist part, which, which ha- has been proven time and time again is a recipe for economic ruin. Woo! Tell that to the Norwegian place. Uh, you tell Bombay it to a bunch of countries right around you there. They, <laughs> yeah. they didn't get the memo. Uh, we, we didn't get the memo. Sorry about that. Pompeo told the journalist. The paradise part, not so much. Uh, while we did not um, announce any new measures against Mandoro or the support of the opposition leader, Johan Guado, who has been recognized as an intern president by uh, some 50 countries, like Luke said. Out of 190, uh, which they uh, conveniently leave out of the article. <laughs> right. Which would be okay. pretty good context. Yes, it would. Pompeo uh, did take aim at the central role Cuba and Russia had played and continue to play in undermining the democratic dreams of the Venezuelan people and their welfare. 
what the fuck do you know about Venezuelan people uh, dreams and welfare Jesus Christ uh, okay true, Cuba is a true imperialistic power in Venezuela when did that happen uh, and Pompeo said denouncing the physical protection and other critical material and political support to Mondero and those around him when there's no electricity tank the marvels of modern Cuban led engineering he said when there's no water, think the excellent hydroelectrics from Cuba. When there's no food, thanks to thank the Cuban communist overlords. <laughs> that's my. That's the best line. <laughs> the Cuban Jesus communist Christ. overlords. It's the 1980s again, Fro. <laughs> oh my God. aim at Moscow, saying Russia uh, too has created this crisis, including. By supplying arms to Venezuela, he acknowledged that he uh, that we always wish that it could be go faster in Venezuela, but said that he was very confident the tide in is moving in the direction of Venezuelan people and will continue to do so. Oh my God! What a fucking asshole! Do, I mean, are you reading what he's saying here, Cuba? He's saying. Uh, <laughs> they, Venezuela is being protected by Cuba by giving them uh, modern marvels of Cuban engineering, water, electricity. <laughs> you mean all oh, the no. things that you're trying to give them with aid? That you're giving aid even though you're putting sanctions on oh. them so it doesn't make any sense? Why would you put sanctions and then give somebody aid? Because why? Just take the sanctions off? Huh? And then oh. the food would get in? This is dumb. <laughs> We should so mention, uh, which is not in this article, it was one. It was in the other article I sent you uh, about the same topic, uh, that mm. they have not had power for six days in Venezuela, uh, mm. and our government is blaming them, and their government is blaming us. So, I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'd have to actually see somebody on the ground, but um, people are getting out of Venezuela right now, as far as Americans go, so... It, it's it's looking like it could go bad pretty fast. Uh, the Our government is getting all of our diplomats out and everything, which is kind of the first sign. When you get all your diplomats oh, out of a country, yeah. uh, it means that uh, shit's about to go down, yeah. <sighs> tick-tock, tick-tock, a little closer to World War Three. Tick-tock, tick-tock. Yeah, let's talk about something else. Uh, Facebook pulls, uh, but then restores uh, Elizabeth Warren ads aimed at uh, big tech. Take us through this. Uh, Facebook Monday pulled and later restored ads by Democratic presidential hopeful Senator Elizabeth Warren calling for tech giants to be broken up. I wonder why they did that. Uh, We removed the ads because they violated our policy against use of our corporate logo. Okay. In the interest (laughs) of... Because because the commercial showed Facebook as an example of things that needed to be... Right, but what they're saying is, like, it had our logo and you didn't get permission to use our logo, so Mm -hmm. it's almost like copyright claim is what it's sounding like. Yes, yes. Uh, in, allow- in an interest of allowing robust debate, we are restoring the ads, it said, uh, putting a number of affected ads at four. Other ads calling for a breakup of Facebook and other tech giants at- ran as intended, according to 
according to Facebook. Well, according to Facebook, uh, curious why I think face. Curious why. What's going on here? Curious why I think Facebook has too much power. Warren said. Uh, let's start with their ability to shut down a debate over whether Facebook has too much power. It's a good point. Warren went on mm-hmm. went on to thank Facebook for restoring her ads and called for social media marketplace that isn't dominated by a single censor. So she's calling to break up the the big tech companies, uh, which I kind of almost advocated in the past. Whenever I've said. Mm-hmm. Uh, there isn't a second Facebook to go to. There's, you know what I mean. Google Plus right. is not an alternative. Yeah, so I kind of I I agree with her. To I just have to see like what the actual proposal is. I also think we need to probably breaking up the big banks is more important to get to first, and then we can get to this. But I think they both need broken up. And then the big media companies. I mean, uh, Disney actually owns too much now. If if people don't think that, they should actually look into what Disney owns now. It's getting ridiculous. Yes, that's true, and, and probably yeah. f- uh, Fox as well. They own like just yeah. ridiculous and uh, all around the world as well. Both of them. It's not just like American yeah. properties or anything like that. No, even no, though no. they're the most. No, no. When you look up like a, an article about it, those are the ones they're going to mention. They own all the shit that you wouldn't even think about. Exactly. Disney and Fox owns a lot more than you think of. I promise you, I, I got shocked this week by something. I, I don't remember what, what it was. And somebody said, said do you know that's oh, actually, actually owned by... It's <laughs> probably now, when you like, were oh. researching Captain Marvel, which is our, our uh, another digital review this week, because I saw a bunch of people talking yeah. about that same topic when, when I was looking up Captain Marvel stuff. Yes, yes. Yes, it was that actually. Uh, hey, I I remember uh, Obama uh, freeing this fantastic, amazing uh, girl called Chelsea Manning. Uh, she got the presidential pardon, didn't she? I do, uh, is that right? I don't even remember. I remember her getting released, but I didn't remember. I don't remember if it was a pardon or not. I I, I don't remember, but I I mean to think it was. Okay. I think it. I I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure, but. Uh yeah. Good. Uh, why are we talking about her again, Luke? Uh, she was jailed uh, in 2013 for leaking U.S. military secrets uh, to WikiLeaks, and then she was arrested again on Friday for refusing to testify to a grand jury investigating targeting of anti-secrecy of the anti-secrecy group. Uh, U.S. Judge Claude Hilton ordered Manning to be held not as punishment but as f- but to force her te- testimony in secret case, according to the spokesman for the U.S. Attorneys uh, of Alexandria, Virginia. Chelsea Manning has been reprimanded, or has remained in federal custody for her refusal to provide testimony. Um, Manning was held in contempt of court after refusing earlier this week to testify for an investigation into actions by WikiLeaks and its founder, Julian Assange, in 2010, according to her own description. Uh... We don't need to go into that. 
We don't need to go into that. Here's the tweet from WikiLeaks. Whistleblower Chelsea Manning has been placed into jail, coercing her to testify against Julian Assange. Whistleblowers are now being forced to testify against journalists, a new angle in the attack on media freedom. Yeah. I, I just found an article from 2017 by the Washington, no, the New York Times, sorry, uh, from January 17, 2017. President Obama on Tuesday commuted all four months of the remaining prison sentence of Chelsea Manning. Uh, so it was uh, commuted. Oh, yeah. It wasn't okay, hard. yeah, I see that right there in the article. Okay. Um, yeah. And what I'm to understand is this, uh, as far as the court that she, the secret court she's supposed to testify in mm -hmm. that has been investigating WikiLeaks, this is apparently they've been investigating WikiLeaks since the Obama administration. I'm not really sure when. In the Obama administration, um, so they've been investigating WikiLeaks for quite a while. Hmm. It's 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 a weird. It's 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 just a weird, 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 strange. I mean, story. They kind of twist that. By what I just said about uh, it happening in the Obama administration, in the Telegraph here, they say the U.S. government is investigating Assange and Winklings for years and has stepped up mm. its efforts against Britain-based group after it served uh, outlet uh, served out an internal do uh, Democratic documents and communications that Washington's alleged were stolen by hackers from Russia. So they're saying... Wow. They they kind of they work around it by not mentioning that it was Obama that started the uh, investigation into WikiLeaks by saying it was happening for years and then we stepped up our efforts once the whole Russia thing happened. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> it's so uh, it's it's uh, I feel so sorry for this gal. I really really do. Oh yeah, she's been. She doesn't. I, she's it. been. And now she's been through so fucking much. But she's also, I mean, yes. this is a heroic, I mean, she's already a hero in my mind. Oh, and yeah. this is even more yeah, like, yeah, no, she's willing yeah. to go to jail for her principles of mm -hmm. not testifying in a secret court that, you know what I mean? That's what this is really about, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, she's a fucking hero. She's amazing. Um, uh, talking about crazy Americans, um, Pelosi, uh, Nancy Pelosi, uh, talking about her before, she said it's not worth it to impeach uh, Trump. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said that bearing uh, overwhelming new evidence, she would not pursue impeachment against uh, President Trump because it would be too divisive and he is not... He's just not worth it. He's just not worth it? Wait a second. What have you Wait been saying the last two years about him being a Nazi and he's Hitler and the sexist uh, homophobe and he's racist? <laughs> Remember oh, that? Am, am I crazy here? Is this I, the Twilight Zone? <laughs> I need to read this again. <laughs> Nazi Pelosi is at the bearing overwhelming evidence. So... What she's saying, really, is this really saying that, oh, 
The Russian thing is fake, Luke? Well, we'll get into it, I guess. Here's her actual quote. I'll go under her actual quote. I'm not for impeachment, said Pelosi. Uh, this is news. I'm going to give you some news right now because I haven't said this to any press person before. That's her. She uses that line. I've heard her use that exact line before. This is news. Like, I'm important. <laughs> um, but since you asked, I've been thinking about this. Impeachment is so divisive. Oh, she's just been thinking about it for a while. Impeachment is so divisive. She didn't plan out that she was going to say this. Impeachment is so divisive to the country that unless there's something so compelling and overwhelming and bipartisan, meaning as long as the uh, Republicans agree with me, I, don't, I right. don't think we should go down that path because it divides the country and he's just not worth it, like you said. Oh. So, yeah, uh, unless there's something compelling and overwhelming and bipartisan. <laughs> so she's saying the Russia thing is fake and it's look. Or she's saying maybe here's the speculation that I think most people are thinking here is that she's got some kind of inside track. She knows that the Mueller thing is not going to be as big as <laughs> they've been touting it up to be. So this is kind of a way to um, damage control. Da control. Exactly, it's damage control for yeah. ahead of time to be like. Yeah, we, we we never really wanted to divide the country up. We we we, we never thought that would be a good idea. <laughs> we, we, we didn't really mean it. <laughs> we never really wanted to impeach Trump. That's crazy. <laughs> what? Really? You silly, silly goose. <laughs> she comes up on TV in a suit with a black hat and that thing from Men in Black, that little pen thing, just like waves it across the screen. Nope, never said anything about impeachment. Oh my god. <coughs> oh my god. <coughs> oh my god. Oof. It's real. These are real these are oh. real people. It's unbelievable. Uh, like that lady has balls. I'll give her that. Right, and then uh, after oh. this article today, or last night, actually, I saw an article, and last there's a lot night. of Democrats that are backing her up, yeah, so. Oh, it's almost like we predicted this from the beginning or something. <laughs> oh, my God. This is so funny. I love it when we're right. Do you know that? I mean, yeah, we're right to a degree. I mean, it still could come out. Who knows? It could come out that it, we're totally wrong, but at this point, it's looking... I mean, it's, it's just it's... falling apart, like, piece by piece. The, the walls are crashing in on this castle. It would be... I'm going to tell you this. If I see the P-tape of Donald Trump being on Russian horse in Russia... I will believe it. <laughs> Remember the N-word tape that was supposed to come out from uh, his yeah. TV show that never that never happened either? Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember. Hey, I think you solved I think you solved the, 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 a problem. Uh look, I think in American politics, big, I think we figured out yeah. how to fix American politics. Yeah, that's true. I I I think you have figured out the way to 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 not make people like me laugh of you because um, yeah, there's a 
In a divided America, where politics seems increasingly to get people's... Uh, in, uh, okay, let's try that again. In a divided America, where politics seems increasingly to get people's goat, a small town in Vermont have uh, taken the concept to heart. This week, electing one as a mayor! <laughs> <laughs> See what they did there? Funny AFP. Uh, he, ma- he may not be a political uh, novice, but that's the goat's name. Lincoln brings with its stared pedigree. And learning <laughs> like a leading human official is in Fairhaven, uh, population around 2,500, hopes that the long age three-year-old animal election can serve as a bit of a lesson in democracy. In Tuesday's poll, Lincoln victorious over 15 candidates, including Christopher Gerbil and many dogs and cats. <laughs> 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 <clears throat> Did you try to get... Uh, uh, your your um, guinea pig into uh, my chinchilla. To, I, I know you have to be an American citizen. Chinchillas are from Chile, so yeah, it doesn't. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> Fair, Fair Heaven has no official mayor, but the town manager Joseph Gunter holds a similar function. A similar function to a goat. <laughs> <laughs> I think he meant to mayor, but yes, <laughs> to, well, yeah, since the mayor is a goat, I guess. Yeah. Uh, when Gunther read the newspaper of the village of Omana, Michigan, had made sweethearts the cat top official. He got the idea to organize a similar election to raise funds for the building, building a playground. Lincoln's 13 votes. <laughs> I can't believe this next sentence. <laughs> Lincoln 13 votes was enough to squeeze it past Sammy the dog. <laughs> oh, dear gosh, this is funny. The goat, which belongs uh, to a school math teacher, will get an education in the town's major festivals, which will represent during a one year mandate. Memorial pre- uh, Parade, the Apple Fest, and then when we organize every Friday in the summer concert. Uh, all through the playground fundraising effort only generated about $100. Aww. A $5 per candidate. Gunter isn't bleating uh, because he says the animal election was a good way to get kids involved in the local government. Were kids allowed to vote in this election? Well, no. It was like uh, it was a school math teacher that was. Oh, yeah, oh, right. Okay. So I think okay. it, it, he made it part of the the curriculum, probably. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With fifty-three votes cast. I'm sorry. <laughs> you take the rest. <laughs> he says. Uh, with 53 uh, votes cast, uh, the turnout was low, but it was our first time, and we expect better next year. So, there you go. <laughs> uh, read, read the next 
sentence. Oh, I already went away. I already left it. That was that the... happens to be the year the U.S. voters also will elect a human president, and I love how they promise it by that sort of promise. <laughs> human. Oh, it will contest to expect it to shake out. out like a barnyard brawl, <laughs> right? Brawl. Which I think was a match from WCW for, that had like oh. Terry Funk in it. I think he did a barnyard brawl one time, and like. <sighs> I think that was the match where Terry Funk legitimately got kicked in the face by a horse in a wrestling match. <laughs> so, will you say this goat is a bad choice? <laughs> that was terrible. That was awful. Oh my god. Will you say this is a bad choice? <sighs> okay. <laughs> that that was a bad joke. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, but uh, ooh, I I I love this. This is almost uh, as funny as uh, Pelosi. Oh. Yeah, I mean it's a it was it's a good little uh st- story to end with, and it's kind of funny and. I guess good for the kids. It's interesting, and it also kind of makes fun of our uh, political system at the same time. And I don't think they intended mm. that, but it makes me laugh. So, Ooh, okay. Uh, what is Tron going to tell the truth about? You know, all those online challenges, like the ice bucket challenge and the uh, nutmeg challenge. Uh, all those challenges. He's going to talk about online challenges. Hello everybody, this is Trump with Trump Tells the Truth. Well, this recording will not have a very good sound quality. That's because I'm sitting here in Japan right now. In a little town called Sakai Minato. Yes, up in north of Japan. Enjoying my honeymoon with hot baths and good food. And maybe, um, yeah, that's probably what I do. Eating, drinking, and bathing, and some fucking. But... I have been checking Facebook when I'm here, and I saw a new trend go viral. Yes, it's like people encouraging the people to clean up in Mother Nature. Yeah, show up an area who's polluted and full of trash, and start cleaning it, cleaning it, and pass it on the challenge to another person. Well, of the few challenges on Facebook, I think that one was one of the better ones I've seen. But at the same time. I have this little frustration inside of me. And that it's not what we clean up in big events and put pictures on Facebook, but what we do every day. Because if we're going to change the world and make it not the polluted dump bin like it is right now, is that we do change our habits in daily life. Recycle, throw the trash in the trash can, and so on and so on. It's a whole about those Facebook trends like show me what you do right now so you can send a picture and get full of likes and so on but it's what you do every day it's like poverty it's like what you with all the world's problems and solutions it's the little things you do every day because it's not what you do in the weekends and being doing a big campaign it's what you do every day so think a little about Think a little bit about that. In the 80s, we had ban aid. 
Yeah, Band Aid, Bob Geldof, a lot of big stars are singing on a concert and showing all the world. We're going to end poverty. That was in 1986, and we haven't ended the poverty yet. So it's still a big challenge. But still, Band Aid was down, the camera was off, and we went to the next thing. Yeah, because it was not a hype anymore. We don't have to be a hype to let them be done something with. So, I challenge every one of you to get a member of an organization, the Red Cross, maybe, Amnesty International, and do a little job every day, every day in the week, every day in the year. So maybe we will be there and find a solution for society and end up in a better world. Who knows? This was Trump, Trump was the truth from Japan, Sakai Minato. See you next week. So, Eurovision, Luke, uh, two countries I picked out of uh, one that had a final this week and someone that had the final a long time ago, because I watched just the Sweden uh, thing this week. I watched the national final of the Swedish Eurovision. Do you know? Oh, hello. Felix. Oh, hello, Felix. Felix loves Eurovision. I guess so. Um, yeah. Uh, because, guess what? They teased that ABBA was going to be on Eurovision. Uh, the Swedish Eurovision. Okay. Was ABBA on the Swedish Eurovision? No. Okay. How did they tease it? They just were like... Uh, on on, on twi- Twitter. Okay, yeah, that's... Alright. Uh. So, let's go to Sweden. What did you think about Sweden? All right, it's kind of like uh, R and B, almost gospel, uh, yeah, kind of feel to it. Um, yep, definitely Very. not my cup of tea. Uh, the oh. lyrics are really, really bland. Uh, not really a whole lot going on as far as production. It was just him with some gospel singers behind him. Uh, so overall, I gave this a three. I didn't think it was very good. Yeah, no, uh, this uh, was uh, definitely not on my list of things that I thought we'd win. It's kind of funny. My two favorites were uh, actually last, split last uh, on the results. So <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, I think Sweden will win if they send this or this. And it came last and second last with the same amount of points. Huh, that last okay. <laughs> were my picks for what I thought Sweden would pick. I didn't <laughs> think they would pick this at all. So I was wrong. <laughs> Look, very, very wrong. <laughs> but uh, I also give this a 3 out of 10. Uh, funny enough. Yeah. Um, all right. It just doesn't work. And it uh, reminds me a very of uh, Austria from last year that came sec- second. Uh, I don't remember that one. Yeah, it, it reminds me very out of that. Okay. But uh, from uh, Poland, no, from Sweden to Poland, that has a group, question mark? What do you mean? Yeah, there's definitely a group. Uh... <laughs> but what the fuck is this? I like the song. The song's you pretty did? good. Yeah. yeah. I really like the song. Okay. It, uh, it's something that I could see using 
in a movie, uh, in a specific, like, maybe even, like, a building tension scene right before an action scene, it's that song, Fro. It's, uh, it's a, really? Yeah, it's a song you could use in a movie uh, pretty easily. Um, you know what it reminded me of? It's a sh- a sh- uh, uh, like a nursery rhyme. A child's nursery rhyme. Okay. Like, I, I just yeah. really like the beat of it. I thought the beat was pretty good. Uh, we got yeah. a music video, so production was... We didn't really see uh, all we could from the production of this. No. But, uh, but both uh, you and me have seen this live, and they sound exactly the same. Right. The, the song... And we got to see kind of the backup um, band that I assume that kind of band is going to be on the stage with them. There's the one guy with the crazy instrument that he's playing in the background. I don't know if, but them, they're going to have to, I don't know, amp it up a little bit from that performance as far as, uh, charisma, because there's one lady, I think she's yeah. the third to the left. She's like yeah. stoned face with her hands behind her back the whole time. The other ones are kind yep. of like bopping, but she is just like either really serious or it looked like she did not want to be there. One or the other. <laughs> So what did you give this? I give it a 4.5. I like the song a lot, and I think I'll give them the benefit of the doubt that they're going to pull something good out as far as production because we don't we don't have anything to go on that. You know what I mean? So no, we don't. I do uh, like the costumes. I thought the costumes were very um uh at uh what's a good word for it uh historical to their culture. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I didn't like this at all. Um, I thought this, like I said, was kind of nursery rhyme, uh, kind of childish, um, uh, gibberish song. Uh, I didn't. What I, I, what I will give them compliments for is that it's clean. It's, it's like yeah, they, they, it's not a song that uses a lot of their voice. So it's kind of monotone was one of the words that I wrote down when I listened to this. I felt a very it's a very monotonely song. So I didn't especially like this. That's why I gave it a 2.5 out of 10. Okay. So I gave it a little. I think that's the biggest disagreement on a Eurovision song this year we've had yet, as far yes. as, like, disparity. I, I thought this, I mean, mm-hmm. I can see somebody making a remix of this, maybe, like, a trap remix, and it would be really good. Yes. Yes, I totally agree. Uh, right now, uh, we're, we're uh, when we speak right now, uh, we're actually, we're done with every country have represented... Uh, their their songs. There is new, no new songs coming out. So uh, from now on, we will do it like this. We will uh, do the countries in order of who is going to win the Eurovision according to the polls. So next next uh, week. Oh, we so there's still do... more songs. They just have right. all already come out, so there's no new ones yes. being released. I see. Okay, I was right. I was confused right. there for a second. All right. So uh, next week we will do the two uh, two ones that are leading on on the odds, and that is uh, Netherlands and Russia. Really? Okay. Interesting. So, yeah. I was yeah. L- so the... after, right yeah. after I watch Eurovision, like the ones you send me. 
I always mm-hmm. get recommends in my uh, YouTube uh, recommends for some kind of Eurovision this or that. And I, I, mm-hmm. a lot of people are saying France because that guy apparently, yeah. as far as like social media following, yeah, he's which is a huge, huge thing because it's going to get yes. you votes, uh, he's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But we spoke about that. Uh, that's why I said uh, I think he would win. Oh, right. It's just like I just recently saw and like they they, in the video, which I watched it, actually, uh, they show actually Mm. how many followers they go through his accounts and everything. So it, it, you know, I saw actual proof of like it showed all of the uh, the top contenders and their social media followings. It's kind of an interesting video if you want to look it up. Yeah. Uh, Sweden uh, right now, while we're speaking, is third on the polls of people. Uh, that uh, the bookmakers thinks will win. So uh, either it's you that uh, are right, or I'm wrong. <laughs> right. we, we, we both gave, gave it three. I mean, but uh, they're number three in the booking. So next next week we will do Netherlands and Russia. So do you have? Uh, an email uh, from our email address another digital citizen at gmail.com that's another digital citizen at gmail.com oh my gosh it just worked that's so crazy for some reason I could not get our uh, Facebook page another digital citizen Facebook page to load up any of the posts and I knew that yeah here we go Uh, Norway's this is from Jeremy. Norway is starting uh, the world's biggest divestment in oil and gas. Norway mm-hmm. said it's one trillion uh, sovereign wealth fund, the world's biggest, should sell stocks in oil and gas uh, exploration companies in a move uh, that is the biggest divestment from hydrocarbons yet. Uh, it's a major concession. The withdrawal would won't apply to Shell, BP, France, total the three biggest investments. Uh, for the funds total because they aren't solely oil production companies so yeah you guys are tr- thinking about I mean we've talked about in the past how you already have a plan what was it by 2024 to be all electric cars I think yeah. it was um, so yeah this just kind of goes with that as far as getting off of the fossil fuels mm. yeah no uh, we're, 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 we're actually not just talking the talk we're actually doing something right and it, you guys make tons of money off of it so it is a little like yeah it's gonna be w- weird on your economy and stuff but that's yeah i mean you gotta do uh, what's the what's the worth uh, what's it worth to have a good economy when the world is burning right <laughs> yeah no 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 nothing nothing so before we do the tv round i teased that we will talk about a little like <laughs> TV TV news related scandal, right? Because uh, uh, Lori Loughlin, uh, maybe most known uh, from the TV show Fuller House, Full House probably uh, Fuller House Full House, yeah, yeah, yes, and uh, Felicia Huffman from Desperate Housewives. Have uh, been in trouble this this week. Why have they been in trouble this week? Uh, according to U.S. Attorney Laughlin, was taken into custody Wednesday morning after traveling down from Canada, where she was working. Uh, 
she hasn't made any comments on the charges against her uh, and and star of Desperate Housewives, Felicity Hoffman. Uh, they were taken into custody into over a college a college bribery scandal. Okay, then I click on the <laughs> yeah. college bribery scandal thing. Uh, right, it had to do with this guy named Silver, and uh, something Silver. Uh, he he was selling basically uh, a way to get into these really expensive colleges for mo millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. Uh, all these Ivy League colleges, he got arrested, and they, them and a lot of other people were kind of caught in the net the, of the FBI, so. I saw uh, 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 a girl that you know <laughs> send me a link to say uh, that some of it went uh, up for $3.4 million dollars like some some of the places, uh, people like paid up to three point four million dollars to get their kids into college, the right college place. Right. Okay. Uh... So we're talking money here, <laughs> and uh, she's now been taken to FBI. Uh, 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 custody. It says here uh, she was indicted for participating in a college admissions bribery scheme, which included cheating on standardized testing and bribing coaches to accept fabricated uh, athletic credentials to better gain mm -hmm. acceptance into elite schools. So, yeah, that's what this is all about. And, it, yeah, a lot of people, there was a whole lot of people that were uh, implicated in this. So, And a lot of, I mean, it's all rich people because they were spending millions of dollars to get their kids yes. into these colleges. But I don't yeah. understand how it, this hasn't kind of, um, there, there's there been a backlash on the these parents, but, and some, some I saw one video where they showed this girl uh, who was making YouTube videos, and she's basically, she was one of the people who ended up getting into college for this, and she was, she's kind of a YouTube star, or she's a YouTube personality. She was in one video saying, yeah, I'm going to school, but I don't know if I'm really going to, like, go there or, like, be in classes, really. But I'm definitely, I want to, like, do the school thing, like, go to parties and stuff like that. <laughs> That's what she said. It was, like, very um, off-putting for people who, who, there's all these people who really want to get into college and can't because they don't have the money. And this girl's like, yeah, my parents spent millions of dollars on me to get me into college, but I don't really care about it. You know what I mean? It's It's that whole thing. Breaking news, breaking news, breaking, breaking Brexit news. No deal Brexit rejected completely by MPs. MPs uh, have now re rejected it. And uh, so that means that uh, they have voted that they can't uh, leave EU with a no deal. Brexit. They voted that they can't leave the EU with a non-deal Brexit. They can do that? So they have to make a deal. So wait, what happens if they don't delay it and then we get to what well, the 24th? Mm -hmm. And then what that happens? That they just have to agree to the deal that has been made, probably. Oh, with the EU already. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. 
but uh, what I uh, what I said no to uh, was that they were leaving Brexit without like uh, a no deal. Right. That's okay. what they voted no for. So uh, the MP voted past uh, three hundred and twelve votes to three hundred and eight votes. So there's a difference of four votes. Well, I know some uh, pro-Brexit people that are not going to be super happy about this. Uh, it's four votes. It's not that much. Look. Say that again? Four, four votes isn't that much. Oh, no. But That's a vote's a vote. close. So, yeah. Yeah. So, that was our breaking Brexit news. TV round. Have you seen any TV this week? Because, gosh darn it, I have I. Uh, yeah. Um, where should I start here? Uh, I saw uh, AP Bio started again this week. Season 2, Episode 1. Okay. Uh, with the guy... Do you watch the show? Uh, with the guy from yeah. Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh yeah. Yeah, he's very good in this. It's about him, and he's a teacher who is kind of always scheming to get. Um, he was fired from a college, kind of disgraced, and then ended up in a work working in a high school, and he's kind of trying to get back at his nemesis, uh, who kind of, who he feels like got him fired from his uh, college job. So yeah, it, it's a pretty good show. I would recommend it. Uh, season two just started, so check out season one first. But yeah. Okay. Uh, I asked uh, uh, for a rec- recommendation of, of someone uh, this week. So uh, I have watched this British show that is a very known British sitcom called Only Fools and Horses. Have you ever heard of this? Uh, well, yes, I have actually, but we, were, we talked about it on Sunday, so... <laughs> Right, <laughs> yes. But before I mentioned it on Sunday, you hadn't heard of it. I heard the title before, as far as like a title, but I think it was probably like at some point in, in history, I was looking up on Google British TV shows or something, and I saw it in scrolling, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. Yeah. There's nine seasons of it. I've seen two, almost two seasons of it, and it's very, very good. Very good. Very original. Uh, David Jason, Nicholas Lindthorne, uh, Roger Lloyd Pack. Very good. Uh, I would give season one and two so far. I would give uh, eight. Eight and a half, maybe. I really, really, really recommend it. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. I always like those kind of shows, so I'm, I'll have to check it out. <laughs> Let's see. I guess I'll go to what you recommended to me last week, which was the homecoming mm-hmm. or homecoming. I almost said the homecoming. Mm-hmm. Homecoming. The homecoming with yeah. Julia Roberts. Um, a very good show. It. it I. I would kind of say this is like. It's comparable to something that I'm that uh, in the past. What was that show last year? Uh, the show about the woman who is like a. Uh, children's author and that kind of show what was that show called 
Uh, but I have it, absolutely no clue. She was a children's author, and then she gets murdered, and the the guy who's sleeping with her uh, gets accused of it. Uh, the artist. Yeah, it was a show last year at the very beginning of the year. I'm sure you don't remember it, but it's sim. It was like the same. I think it had a bunch of the same people. It might have been done by the same people, but this was done well, and that was done terribly. Uh, so overall the show had nothing wrong with it it was pretty good uh i would say some people are going to be mad at the ending as far as uh, how how it ends because mm-hmm. i saw a few people i went in to see, to see what other people thought about it and some people were kind of confused at the ending where i was like this is a very simple uh yeah. ending that makes a lot of sense but other people yep they're going oh we could get a second season if he knew about it all the all along, and I'm like, that's not the story here. No, that's not the story. No. no. Um, no. not to give anything away, uh, but it's like, yeah, that that's really what it comes down to is people are reading too much into the ending, um, trying yeah. to, to to make more out of it than there really is there, there and is, it's so yeah. simple and so perfect, uh, how how it really ends because it wraps everything together, um into a nice little bow, I think. Oh, I definitely agree. It, it's a very good show, and they do something very smart, I think, uh, with the dimension of the pictures and uh, where uh, the future and the past. And I think the filmation of this, because I, I listen to this as a podcast, because it's uh, based on the podcast. And I will say this. I <clears throat> I was a little temp- tempted, go uh, tainted going in because I love the podcast, and it's the exactly the same dialogue and the, exactly the same type of music in the podcast as they do in uh, uh, the TV show. They haven't changed one single thing from the podcast, so it was like for me it was watching <laughs> watching a podcast. Do you understand? Right, I'm sure uh, the podcast itself had a script, so they just took the script and used it for for right. the TV show. Right, yeah, um, yes. which makes total sense. It's and very easy. I mean, uh, the thing that we all, that people always have a problem with movies, especially sometimes comic book movies, when they change things um, mm. from what what the original was. Uh, movies have to do that because of the uh, constraint in time. Where a TV mm. show doesn't have that same constraint in time, it can go ten. It goes ten episodes. You know what I mean? So, uh, TV shows have a much easier time keeping to the same format as the original. I think. Uh, me and my dad watched uh, started watching Titans uh, this week. Uh, DC Comics Titans on Netflix first season. Uh, not as good as that other, uh, the Umbrella Academy, but still good. Uh, we're six episodes in, so we have, we still haven't uh, gone out of it. It's it's really it's good. It's not as good as the Umbrella Academy. I would say it's uh, six and a half. Okay. Oh yeah, I gave Homecoming an eight point five. I don't know if I mentioned that. Oh yeah, oh, no, no, you didn't. Cool. Uh, what else did you watch? Let's see. 
I'm going to do the season finales at the end. So I saw Afterlife, the whole show Afterlife by Ricky Gervais, starring Ricky Gervais. Mm -hmm. Did you get to see this? No. Okay. It's incredibly depressing. Uh, kind of goes off, if you saw his last stand-up, which he talked a lot about uh, how his wife died and how it affected him. This was about a guy whose wife died. So in in it's inevitably going to be somewhat depressing, right? Um, but it's a comedy. It's a dark, dark, dark comedy. Um, but it's also kind of an emotional roller coaster of a show. It's kind of an ups and it's got ups and downs. And but overall, I thought it was very good. I gave it a seven point five. I would definitely recommend it, but just know that. It's going to be really depressing at points, so you need to be in the correct headspace, I guess, for this show. And I would recommend binging the whole thing, because if you get halfway through it and stop, um, you're going to have a whole different perception about what this show is. Uh, but it is a pretty cool. easy watch. It's 30-minute episodes, so. You remember when I said I watched uh, World Hardest Prisoner, Prisons, uh, Netflix? Uh, Siri, right? Yeah, yeah, last week. Yes, uh, I watched more of it. And uh, to my surprise, he went to Norway, Luke. There's a whole fucking episode dedicated to the Norwegian prison system. Okay. Uh, epi episode 4, season 3 of World's Hardest Prisons. He goes to Harlem Prison. You should actually... Very, very recommend you watching that episode. Just that episode is extremely interesting. We, you can see what how Norwegian prisons are. Yeah, okay. I've done yeah, a little research into it into the past. In the past, when we talked about the uh, Breivik thing, because he had complained right. about it or whatever. So I remember doing a little research, but it would be interesting to see, a, a, I guess, kind of a documentary TV show. It is a documentary. He went. He went there. Yeah. Anything else you watched? Uh, yeah, two finales. So uh, let's start with uh, Project Blue Book, uh, mm -hmm. season one uh, finale. Uh, mm -hmm. I thought I wrote a note here. Oh no, that's uh, four, four, three. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, it's. It, it was a very good show. I really like the ending. They're definitely setting up for a second season, don't you think? Very definitely, yeah. Um, I like where they're going with it, but I think the second season is going to move off of... Because this show, every episode uh, at the very end, they show you the real life kind of... In the last, whatever, 30... Minute and a half, two minutes or something. Uh, they show you mm. like the real file. This is what this is based on. You know what I mean? And it looks like from this last episode, last part of the last episode, that second uh, season is going to be a little farther off from the original material of Project Blue yes. Book, don't you think? Yes. <laughs> because yes. I don't, I'm doubting that that last scene happened <laughs> and was in some kind of government report. Yeah, no, I doubt uh, that as well. What did you think? Uh, um, you know what? This this was very 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 good TV show. Uh, I would give this season a seven and a half. Uh, I give it a Almost seven. Eight. Okay. Yeah. 
then we have the passage that I also saw the season finale of talk about season finale. Jesus Christ. It was a two parter, yep. Yes. Um very happy to see that uh, they used the whole season one to book one. So this is how the book one ends for people that are interested. That was going to be my that. question. Is, because this yes. could be an ending as, uh, all, uh, as of the whole thing right here. No. But, the, no. but it could also, if they do get, I don't know if they've been approved for a second season or not. I'd have to look that mm-hmm. up, but... If they do get a second season, it does leave an opening, but it also wraps it yes. up in a way where this could be a good ending as well. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. But uh, this is the ending of, of, of book one. So um, talk about the show I hated the first episode of and suddenly got good. Uh, better and better, that's for sure. Um, I will give this a six. Uh, what did I get? Oh, I gave it a seven. I thought it was just as good. I think it and Project Blue Book are like on the same line as far as you know what I mean quality. So, I think I I I love the book too much to give it more than six. Right. So you're yeah, yeah. you got a little bias yeah. happening there for sure. Um, yeah. there was uh, overall, it's a very good show. The there are a few like a- actors that are maybe not that great, yes. but I really like. Yes. Um, the readaptation of the kind of Renfield character from the original vampire yes. uh, novels. You get it's not until the very end of the season when you kind of find out that this Renfield kind of uh, uh, ability of these creatures happens. You know what I mean? But I thought that was a very cool kind of adaptation, a way to like um, bring that back from the original tales. Uh, what I also saw this week, look. Uh, was the teaser trailer for Nosferatu. You had that as, as one of the things that you're looking forward to. Mm-hmm. And that teaser trailer look looks fucking amazing. Cool. I'll have to check it out. <laughs> it looks... I'm so fucking stoked for that show. Uh, I got my dad uh, to buy the book so he's ready to see the TV show when it comes. <laughs> because it looks exactly what I thought it would look like from the book. All right, cool. Yeah, uh, so I'll have to check it out. Super stoked. Okay, are you ready for the main topic? Let's do it. <coughs> Baron Let's Trump. Time traveling conspiracy. Yes. Um, will you give me a little layout? What is this conspiracy all about? Yeah, I'm going to do this in the about section. Uh, Baron Trump time traveling conspiracy refers to a series of coincidences between the literary works of author Ingersoll Lockwood uh, and modern politics, particularly involving the Lockwood character in his books, Baron Trump, and the United Mm -hmm. States presidential uh, president's Donald Trump's youngest son, Baron Trump, which they actually spelled his name wrong because I think, uh, yeah, the Baron Trump, uh, this Baron Trump uh, president's son has two R's, is that correct? And the novels have one R, so that's the only difference in their name. You think so? 
I believe I'm so, yeah. Googling, I'm Googling that while. Yes, you're 100% correct. Yeah. So, but if you're a time traveler, it probably wouldn't be hard to put another R in there and then. <laughs> it's like Superman's glasses, bro. He puts on the glasses, yes. nobody can tell when he's Clark Kent. <laughs> so, this is a conspiracy theory that uh, you introduced me to by watching a video and it's uh, <laughs> one of the most funny things I've I've seen in quite a while I must say uh, because uh, this is all about a very weird book series and it's it's called something very very interesting it's called Travels and Adventures of Little Baron Trump and his wonderful dog Bolger. That was one. Mm-hmm. Then it's a sequel that's called Baron Trump's Marvelous Underground Journey. Right. And he also wrote a book called Last President. Strange. Yeah, which is not part of the Baron Trump series, but no. it, it, he also wrote it. All people say the Last President has some um, foretelling of the future in it, as well as, yes. as the uh, the other books. Uh, it so, says here the novels were part of a trend of American children's literature that responded to the demand for fantastic adventure stories triggered by Lewis Carroll's Alice in Wonderland. Uh, mm-hmm. They, however. Indifferently received, they were indifferently received and did not enter the canon of children's literature. Uh, in ni- 1891, reviewer note about Lockwood novels: the author labors through 300 pages of fantastic and grotesque narrative, now and then striking a spark of wit, but the spark emits lo- little light and no warmth, uh, and no one has to fumble for the to understand the story. So. So should I take uh, about the rediscovery then in July uh, 2017? The right, yes. Rediscovered by the Internet Forum, also called 4chan. Uh, And the media who pointed out similarities between the uh, protagonist and US uh, President uh, Donald Trump's son, who's named Baron Trump. Uh, Jamie Fuller wrote in politically... Politico. 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 Yeah. That uh, Baron Trump is pretentiously restless and prone to get in trouble. Often mention his massive brain and his personality is insults for most people he meets. Chris Rotta noted in Newsweek that Baron Trump's adventures began in Russia. (laughs) Rotta also (laughs) mentioned another book by Ingrosse. Uh, 1900s, the last, or the last president, as we talked about, in which New York uh, City is riven by protests following the shock victory of, of a populist candidate in the 1896 uh, presidential election, who brings the downfall of the American Republic. As July 2017 filmmaker and Donald Trump supporter, Lee Scott has reported planned crowdsourcing campaign to future adapt uh, adaptation of the uh, novels. Uh, I looked a little into this um, 
film um, adaptation? Yeah, film adaptation. Did you? No, I did not. Uh, he didn't get the money. Okay. The crowdsourcing did yeah. not work. Okay. No. <laughs> uh, okay, let's go back to that first article. We'll go to the origins of kind of where this all started. Uh, the earliest mention of conspiracy theory was published on 4chan. Uh, July 13, 2017. This post includes the following pieces of information about uh, Ingersoll Lockwood. Uh, he wrote the books 1890, the travel, uh, right? Uh, oh, 1890s, the travel of Baron and adventures of the travels and adventures of Little Baron Trump and his wonderful dog Berger. 1893, uh, Trump's marvelous underground journey. 1896. Uh, the last president. Additionally, the stories include the coincidences that the Trump, that Trump's mentor is a man named Don, the master of all mas masters, who guides him through Russia. So that is a thing. Uh, it's an interesting coincidence that this this guy is not only guiding him through Russia, but his name's Don. Mm hmm. Yeah. Is that a convenient, or is it not? Uh, it says here, uh, precursor to this, uh, Donald Trump's time machine, uh, anonymous 4chan user posted a conspiracy that p pos uh, uh, that's, that has the idea that Trump inher inherited inventor uh, Nikola Tesla's time machine from his uncle John Trump while working mm -hmm. at the Government Office of Scientific Research and De Development. Renowned physicist and MIT professor john trump examined tesla's papers after the scientist's death which included blueprints for a time machine okay so getting a little more into this so uh, what we're talking about here is people are saying that donald trump uh got a or had a time machine from his uncle john trump who mm -hmm. got the got the plans from tesla when he died used this time machine and that is where baron trump came from uh yes maybe he created a receiver and baron trump already had a time machine okay here's the options i've written down baron trump could be a time traveler right he yeah uh he could be a time traveler who's traveling through time and what uh, Donald Trump, of course, this is the conspiracy theory, did was create some kind of receiver that received him through time. He gave him a place to land his time machine, in other words. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. That's option one. Option two is uh, Donald Trump traveled back in time and got this Baron Trump and brought him forward in time. That's option two, mm -hmm. right? Second, uh, third option, which I think is the most interesting option... Donald Trump and Baron Trump are the same person. <gasps> that <laughs> Baron Trump is actually the person running everything. He's the old one. He's he, the younger. The younger one is, let's say, hundreds of years old and has been traveling through time. You know what I mean? Um, where he's still a little kid, but he's gone through hundreds of years. Uh, and the older one is Baron Trump. Went into time at some point and got himself as an older person and brought him forward into time to become president. <laughs> that's the most interesting cool. one to me, don't you think? What do you think about that? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Uh, I'll do a little link to the Indiegogo campaign there. Um, 
they raised $9,263 out of 100000 <laughs> that they were seeking to make the Baron Trump adventure movie. Uh, but here's the thing. Um, if you go to view past campaigns on, on his uh, like Indiegogo thing, mm-hmm. he's also uh, linked into another movie called... Lumius, a narrative feature film, not a documentary, about the conspiracy can- scandal referred as hashtag Pizzagate. Right, and, so this uh, guy obviously has a genre. Yes, and uh, that has been founded three, $335, <laughs> $335. and it's also closed. Right, out of 200,000. Uh, when did this actually happen, though? Like, when, when was this one? I don't see a date on it. Yeah, okay. No. But, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's funny. <laughs> it's, it's sad and funny. <laughs> but back to this called Spurs there. Okay, where do you want to go next? Um, I was thinking we could go, go to the Snoops. Okay, uh, this is just basically, if you look up Snopes, and you look up Baron Trump, Ingle Lockwood conspiracy, uh, you're gonna find an article, Is Baron Trump Marvelous Underground Journey a Real Book? Uh, and they say Mm. mostly true, okay? Yes. Because there are some some things that that is is they taken out of Context. Uh, do you want me to read the two, two first things there? Yeah, go ahead. Or an- anything you find important, yeah. Uh, forget for a moment seemingly endless area of revelations about the Trump White House staff having woes, the Russia investigations, and set rich conspiracy. A pressing matter largely ignored by the mainstream media has come up. Is Donald Trump a time traveler? The question is... Uh, circulated on conspiracy theory websites for several months is backed by various pieces of evidence such as Donald Trump uncle uh, John Trump proposed relationship with Nicholas Tesla now a series of books published a century ago is riveting uh, attention for the seemingly all to ear connection to the Trump family so they have a lot of pictures and some quotes from the book. Um, in an article uh, in Newsweek, noted that several present seemingly connections, such as the novel Russian settings, a character named Don and Fifth Avenue Hotel in New York City, where Donald Trump uh, uh, Tower currently stands, it says. Right here. There are some. Yes. Yeah, always going to go into that. Uh, Actually, I'm just going to skip down to this. But the Lockwood's third novel, The Last President, uh, things become even more eerily linking the present day. Uh, The story begins with a scene from from a panicked New York City in early November, describing a state of uproar after the election of an enormously opposed outsider candidate. 
The entire east side is uh, in a state of uproar. Police officers shouted through the streets, warning city folk to stay indoors at night. Mobs of vast size are organized under the lead of anarchists and socialists and threatened to plunder and uh, to spoil the houses of the rich that have wronged and oppressed them for so many years. Uh, the Fifth Avenue Hotel will be the first to feel the fury of the mob, the novel continues. Uh, would the troops be in time to save it? So they're making a connection to, to Trump Tower and this Fifth Avenue Hotel. And, of course, it, it says uh, an enor enormously opposed outsider candidate uh, is the reason this all happened in the book. So that's very interesting. However, some of the connection I slightly exaggerated or outright misstated. For one, the main character is called Baron uh, Trump, not because his name is Baron, but because he is a Baron. In other words, it is his title. The book begins with biological notice of William Henry Sebastian von Tr Trump, commonly called Baron Trump. Uh, right. Uh, let's see. As Doubting Thomas... This is from the book. As Doubting Thomas has seemed to take particular pleasure in popping up all occasions jack-in-the-box like, it may be well to head off, head them off in this particular instance by proving that Baron Trump was a real Baron and not a mere Baron of the mind. Uh, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that doesn't really disprove anything in the sense that... No. Like I said, uh, Superman's glasses. So right, music really uh, similar made the mistake. Uh, the Don Fum character, uh, honorific for his name, calling him a man named Don. In fact, Don is Spanish honorific meaning meaning Mister. And the character, a learned Spaniard, was introduced by Lockwood on page two of. Uh, a Baron Trump's marvelous underground journey. Do you want to write what he said? Uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, Baron, through his kindness of an old friend, comes into possession of a 15th century manuscript. No less ce a celebrated thinker and philosopher than the learned Spaniard Don Constantino Barlamento Stefologi Geramium Fume. <laughs> uh, commonly known as Don Fume. Right. Finally, the book mentions the Fifth Avenue Hotel, meaning that it shares the street with Trump Tower. Since Fifth Avenue is a well-known part of New York, it has been a site for several high-end restaurants, shops, and hotels since the late 1800s. Uh, a Waldorf Astorian was constructed on Fifth Avenue in 1893. <laughs> this detail seems more reflective of the time it was written and less... Uh, note on where uh, Trump Tower would eventually be constructed. All right, Simple let's save, little... save the last uh, paragraph for the end of the uh, end of this. Right. Yeah. Okay. But it seems a little too convenient. <laughs> Do you understand what I mean? <clears throat> what the, the coincidences? Yeah. Uh, I mean, one thing even in this they they say about um. Uh the Don character, uh, they mentioned that he's got this giant name that I said that I don't want to, like, uh, right. say the name again because it's so long, but they, 
they refer to him as Don Fume, which that was something we just said that it was the conspiracy theorists believe that him taking people's names and taking the last name and changing it. That's what Donald Trump do, does to his, all of his yep. political opponents. So to the yep. conspiracy theorists, uh, that is a piece of evidence to Snopes. That is something to debunk it. So that's kind of interesting. So, should we look a little into Ingersoll Lockwood? Yeah, let's do a little bit into him. There's not much on him, to be honest. Yeah, he lived from the 2nd of August 1841 and lived to 13th of December 1918. So, he was 77. That's quite old in those times. And he was an American lawyer and writer. Uh, he did uh, write other children novels as well as a dystopian novel, as we talked about, and several nonfiction books. He wrote some of his nonfiction under the synonym Iring Longman. Right. It says here. Uh... Like his fathers and uncles, Ingersoll Lockwood also trained as a lawyer uh, after being in the army, it says. Although his first position was a diplomat, in 1862 he was appointed to consul to the Kingdom of Hanover by Abraham Lincoln. Huh, okay. Mm. At the time he was the youngest member of U.S. Uh, consular force to serve in an, that post for four years. Uh, he returned to legal practice in New York after that. He established a parallel career as a lecturer in a, and a writer in the 1800s. In 1884, he married uh, his wife, graduated Vassar College, and, and aspiring author. They were divorced in 1892. Okay, he just got married to a bunch wow. of people. Wow, divorced as well. Yeah, that in that day and age, divorce was not very common, I probably. No, no. He, he was described in current literature as Wilfred's kind and most sympathetic literary advisor. Cool. <laughs> Lockwood spent his retirement years in Saratona Springs, New York, when, where he published his last book, a collection of poetry entitled Varying Mood, or the same Flotum and Lingen in 1912. It opens uh, with the paradox of uh, Lockwood at age uh, 35 and age 70. In the preface, he wrote, The end is almost come. I'm only writing for the signal to push, beginning my voyage to the Isles of Blessed in the far western seas. I was troubled in my mind at first, my little bark struck too, it may be sat too deep in the water. It overwhelmed with consents and it would be current merchandise that wouldn't be sellable in the eyes of the blessed. Overboard with it. Now I have enlightened the ship. I feel better. I have no clue. <sighs> You have no clue. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't really. And then, yeah, he died in uh, at age seventy-seven, uh, and that's pretty much. So he, there's nothing super interesting as far as like, except for he definitely was involved in the government. So that explains why he wrote mm -hmm. about wrote about it. 
uh, in his novels. And, um, yeah, I mean, overall, he wasn't, like, there wasn't anything nefarious about the guy, seemingly. He wasn't connected yeah. to, I mean, he was connected to Abraham Lincoln, which I would say is even a good thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Abraham Lincoln, one of your best presidents. Uh, yeah, okay, let's go into John Trump real quick, and then we'll wrap this up. John Trump uh, was a professor and electrical engineer in Massachusetts, in uh, the MIT, in 1963. Uh, Well-known well that declassified documents uh, confirm that in January 1943, he was called upon by the FBI to evaluate personal papers of Nikola Tesla just over a week mm -hmm. after his death. Uh, what is not known is whether there were leaked classified documents that also connect Trump to another fav uh, famous event in U.S. history, the crash of the fly uh, flying saucer at Roswell in 1947. Uh, mm -hmm. During World War II, he worked uh, on ma microwave radar at MIT. He experimented with high voltage and radiation, and that was widely acknowledged by the U.S. Uh, authorities. Right, he uh, he was the author of over 200 pat patents granted worldwide and made numerous claims about building death rays and electro electrostatic walls of energy that could protect any country from attack. Okay. Uh, oh, that was Tesla, right. Yeah, and I find it uh, interesting that uh, he, he went to be a professor, Trump, I, I can't believe that we are using Professor and Trump in the same same fucking word, but we are. Uh, and he examined uh, papers and equipment and wrote reports, like you, you said. As the result of examination, my consideration of uh, opinion exists among Dr. Tesla's papers. Uh, no significant notes. Description of Hereto unreeled methods or device or actual apparatus which could be of significant value to the country or which constitute a hazard in unfriendly hands. I can therefore see no technical or military reason why further custody of the property should be retained. So I actually said there was no um, papers uh, in there's nothing important in there in the paper right. right yeah so he said that in the past right okay okay so let's get into actually I'm gonna go to this uh, January 21st 2019 the daily dot published a refuted and refuted the theory as a response to the viral tweet they explained that the books were written by Lockwood who's a lawyer and lecturer right um they continue to describe how theorists overemphasized irrelevant details while ignoring those that falsified the conspiracy theory. They write that aside from uh, a few coincidences, Marvel Marvelous Underground Jury is, Journey is pure fantasy, a book full of altered dimensions, monsters, giants, demons, uh, racist <laughs> caricatures, and long trips into the land of Queen Galaxia. Additionally, they write some of the details were interesting. Uh, they ignore the larger, although some of the de details are interesting, they ignore a larger picture. Conspiracy theorists have jumped on the populist president uh, having a cabinet member with the last name Pence, uh, that the character is secretly of uh, of agriculture and from Colorado. 
in the 1900 uh, book, The Last President. Uh, that's something I didn't know until I just read this. There was a character named Pence in The Last President also. That's interesting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The only similarity between the vice president uh, is the last name. Uh, the 1900 or The Last President mostly revolves around esoteric concepts in monetary policy and congressional procedure. All right, why don't you read that Snopes last uh, paragraph? Yes, yeah, that sh sh I shall do. Alter, uh, I lost it. Uh, okay, yes. Um, Alter, this book uh, contains some seemingly bizarre uh, co coincidences. <laughs> it's very hard for me to say. Uh, there's no evidence that Donald Trump has access to a time machine. What? What? Time travel conspiracy theories, such as the one uh, pick and choose material that supports conclusions while ignoring everything else. For instance, this book also contains giant turtles, alternative dimensions, battle to uh, with a big uh, wine crane, a dog named Bulger, and this little smiling man frozen in time. Since these aspects are, have no clear connections to Trump, they are omittedly um, omitted from the conspiracy theory. That's actually something I've heard is that um, from the conspiracy theorists about the dog. Um, Donald Trump is the first president, I believe, to not have a dog. With no dog in the White House, yeah. Right. Yeah. So they believe that's just like... Uh, Superman's glasses it's to throw the scent off because if he had a dog then it would the connection would be even more if Baron Trump had a dog get it so I'm I'm, sh I'm, I'm sure Donald Trump is a cat person Ugh. I don't th honestly I don't think he's any animal person isn't he like a germaphobe and everything so he probably <laughs> hates animals probably hey look movies we watched this week can I please 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 go first yeah I guess so if you if you want to, do you know what I've uh, I watched a movie this week. I don't know if I have sung that while we uh, imported the last part of the podcast sixteen million times to your <laughs> irritation. We, yeah, we I didn't export sixty million times. You said it sixty million times while we were doing that. Yes, <laughs> repeatedly yes. while I was trying to get a soda. Yeah. Uh, I watched uh, Holmes and Watson this week, Luke. Oh, congratulations, yes. I guess. Yes, yes. I've seen the Oscar-nominated movie. Oh, wait. Uh, the Razzie-winning <laughs> movie. The Razzie-winning movie. Do you know what, Luke? It is the worst movie I have seen. It is... It's so extremely unfunny and untalented. I'm amazed that it was made. And like, I have lost so much uh, respect for half of the Cohen brothers this week. I'm like, keep them going, go and fuck yourself. <laughs> 
how did you? How did I you think I said this to you before, but sometimes things happen where the director just gets out of control, where a producer comes in and just screws everything up because they have so much control. So you don't want to fully. I mean, making a movie is never. You can never blame it on one person. You know what I mean? So. But I, I will. I'll, I'll, I will give it this. I have never laughed so much for movie for the wrong reasons. <laughs> you know, you know when when you laugh because it's so hysterically bad that it's funny instead of it's being funny. Like one of the ba- greatest uh, gags in in this movie, I, I laughed two two times. And left uh, in the beginning. There was a quote, and it was like, and they said it, it was from Paris Hilton or something. And um, at the end of the movie, I'm, 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 I don't care if I'm going to spoil anything. But at the end of the, uh, of the movie, they have a sequence going on on inside to Titanic. Okay. Sure. So the love or interest of of uh, Holmes and Watson is going to the Titanic, and um, and uh, uh, they are doing doing like a, a goodbye skit uh, on uh, in in like uh, the end of the movie, and uh, <laughs> and, and uh, uh, there there's there's this. Um, a uh, fantastic cameo by Billy Say- Sane, and Billy Sane is entering the, t- the Titanic, and there they go. Look, it's it's Billy Sane going into the Titanic. No, nothing else is going to happen to this unsinkable ship. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that that was kind of funny that they got Billy Sane. Uh, walking into the Titanic and pointing out that he's walking into the t- Titanic, and sure. they go even like see that's Billy Zane going into the Titanic. So that was kind of funny. I mean, you can't. But I'm would, sure there's funny parts in it, but it's overall a bad yes. movie. All right. I will give this a zero out of ten. Look, it's my worst movie of last year. Okay. Yep. Uh yeah, I don't. When a movie's that old, I don't think we have to do spoiler alerts. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> especially from, from it was from like <laughs> September or August, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, especially that movie. But promise me, look, that you watch this shit, shit, shit movie. I'm not gonna watch it till it's like available on Prime or Netflix, somewhere I can access <laughs> it really easily, and I don't have to. You know, I'm not gonna spend money to like get it at Redbox or even worry about oh, downloading it or anything. I illegally downloaded this movie and I have no fucking problem saying that. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have no desire to take my time out of my day to watch it unless it's just available there and I have nothing else to do, I guess. Oh, it's so bad. Alright, anything else you saw? Yes, but I, I will let you go first. Uh, I only saw one movie. What did I see? Uh, oh, really? The Hard Way, uh, which okay. was uh, actually it is from this year. Uh, yeah, it's a Netflix movie, I, I believe. It's got uh, what's his name, Michael Jai White, who is if Ooh. you wa- if you saw the first Purge, which is 
the most recent purge, not the purge that came out. <laughs> oh yeah. The first <laughs> purge movie, but the one that's called the first purge. They didn't make that confusing enough. But he's like the the lead of the ga- uh, the gang members in that. Like he's the one when okay. the drones come down and shoot everybody, he's the one who doesn't die. I believe I believe that's him. Um and it has cool. Randy Couture in it as well, the MMA fighter. Wow. I also saw a very good sequel this week. Look, I saw Happy Death Day to you. Oh, Happy I want to see that. To you. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's not a horror movie. They turned it totally science fiction. Uh, this uh, this time, I'm not huh. going to spoil anything other than that, but they turned it into a spoof of a science fiction movie instead of a Right, I can, I, I can. I understand what you mean, though. I understand how the, you would, how they would be able to do that pretty easily, right? Yes, uh, it's Back to the Future, but mixed with. Yes, it's definitely Back to the Future mixed with uh, uh, Ground Isle Day. Okay, and, that actually uh, sounds kind of fun that. when you say it out loud. Yeah. That sounds like a good combination. Oh, by the way, yeah. I, I gave um, the hard way a two. It was a very bad movie. Okay. Um, I gave this a seven and a half. Oh, so decent. Yeah. I recommend, yeah, right? I'll... Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, you didn't watch anything else to do? Uh, no. Short and busy week, so. Uh, I also watched the Lego movie, too. The second part. Uh, not as good as the first Lego movie. Um, I'm. I was kind of disappointed, to be honest. I um, I thought they would take it further, and it's very, um, it's very clear where they're going from the start, like who the villain is and how it will end and everything is much more up in the air. Like, the first one uh, was about, like, father and son relationship. Okay. Uh, uh, the first Lego movie. You remember that, right? Yes. Yes. This is... I'm not, not going to break any... Like, I'm not going to spoil it, but... Uh, it's very clear from the beginning that they have gone away from that and to another person uh, as a relationship status kind of thing. And it's kind of... Uh, it's, it's so obvious that it, it ruins uh, some of the best skits. The Lego movie, the first Lego movie was so much more funny and innovative and I think they totally fucked it up, to be honest. I gave Lego, the Lego movie to the second part, a 5 out of 10 look. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's still middle of the road, so it's not terrible, but... Uh, yeah, but uh, the the original Lego movie I would give a seven and a half, maybe. Oh yeah, very good, car- uh, cartoon movie. But I mean, 
they're still going to make a shit ton of movie because of how good the first one was. So maybe they were just like, ah, F it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's so... It, this is meant... The first one had so many references for uh, people of our age that we found it funny. This was clearly made for children instead of uh, for children and grown-ups. You understand? Right. Yeah, okay. So they dumbed it down and they did a very like strange kind of twist at the ending and things like that. I, I did not like this movie at, at all. Alright, anything else you saw? Nope. Okay. Uh, then let's move on and let's talk about Captain Marvel. How does that sound to you? Yeah, yeah, because we need to talk about it before we watch the, the trailer. There have been some cons- controversial things around this movie. <laughs> you said ironic. Right, some. we mentioned one of them last week, right? Um, yeah. When we were talking about Rotten... Was it last week or the week before? One of them. Rotten, we were talking about Rotten yeah, Tomatoes removing uh, the re- review... the. What uh, the score for people reviewing whether they want to see the movie or not, and mm-hmm. and also kind of saying they were going to ban certain comments on certain movies, I believe. So uh, then we get this this week uh, about YouTube fought Brie Larson trolls by changing search algorithm. Okay, what does this mean? And is it could this possibly be used uh, in a nefarious way in the future, Fro? I think it could. Um, <laughs> if you search Brie Larson in, on YouTube a couple of days ago, the top search results were calls for boycott of Captain Marvel and anger rants about Le- Larson's involvement in the cinematic universe. Uh, with one small change, YouTube made all of that disappear. This week, YouTube mm-hmm. re- recategorized Brie Larson, the search term, as a newsworthy search term, uh, that does one very important job. It makes the search algorithm surface videos from authoritative sources on the subject instead of uh, videos from individual creators. Uh, YouTube responds with videos from Entertainment Tonight, ABC, CNN, and other news outlets first. Uh, the algorithm tool was rolled out in October 2017 following mass criticism of how YouTube's search favored conspiracy theory videos over actual news uh, after the Las Vegas mu- uh, Music Festival. Uh, this change from algorithmic search that comes from labeling the event as news can be seen below. And I actually checked this out on YouTube myself. Like It's really easy to test. You just search her name. Yep. And uh, see what comes up in the first like five videos, and it's always it was like ABC and, and uh, C- CNN, CBS for me. But it's probably because I look up a lot of news al- already. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And those are the ones they picked. Uh, if somebody's always looking up celebrity gossip, you're gonna get entertainment uh, tonight first as one of your right. Su- right. Um, so yeah, this is a response into review bombing. Uh, the campaign that led Rotten Tomatoes to institute a new anti-review bombing measure. So, yeah, YouTube is now changing... Well, not changing their algorithm now. They rolled this out in October of 2017, but now they can just mark something as a newsworthy search term. This is the important part. And then all the first results are always going to be these major news networks that we know don't always... they, 
they work around the truth sometimes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But uh, that isn't the only thing that uh, happened with Captain Marvel, because uh, there were some uh, bots uh, that sent out uh, some uh, reviews on Captain Marvel. Right, very similar to what we covered in the past with um, A Star is Born and their review bombing uh, bots on there. But yeah, uh, it's interesting because these people on this side are complaining about people um, review bombing, and then this side is complaining that bots are review bombing. Both sides are complaining about the same thing, and they're both probably doing it. That's the interesting thing here, but go into this, bro. It makes it very simple and clear. Um, Captain Marvel is really worth a watch. It's just entertaining and visually impressive, especially all uh, what it uh, all meant uh, to be. Just keep it in mind its uh, origin story, so don't go looking for it overstuffed, complex story. It's just a fun action movie that's into blah, 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 blah. Right. This was posted by Brandon Kelly, Gwashtangi, Raj Kumar, Cameron Sahari, Jojo C. Vincent, and Luca Lufredo at the same fucking time. And it's the same language. Not the same language, the exact same words. It's the exact yes. same words. And yep. instantly, it seems like 11 people found this helpful. And then 6, 6, yep. 23, 24. So these accounts are not only reposting, or these bots it's, are, or, or people are not only just reposting the same text, they're probably uh, saying they all like, uh, yeah, they're voting e- yeah. with each other. And this isn't just these six. I actually saw this happen, Fro, when I was originally going to check out Captain Marvel for our show. So I, go, I went mm-hmm. to the review section and I saw this, like... Now, you're not going to see it, because they obviously have taken care of it. Um, although, I'm seeing two exactly of the same in a row here that are di- is a different post, but I'll get to that in a second. I went on there, and I saw... I scrolling down the user reviews, and I uh, the audience reviews, and I'm seeing the exact same post, like, to the point where I'm scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, and I didn't even have to read it. I could just see the format of the text... And I knew it was the same uh, post, it just on a different thing. And it was like hundreds of them, Fro. It's crazy. Uh, but now, today, I'm actually seeing this. Two, two of them right in a row. Uh, Captain Marvel is jam-packed with action and humor, but never feels forced and doesn't stop from including a lot of genuinely touching moments, blah 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 So this is another one that's been posted multiple, multiple times. Yeah. Very, 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 very sad. But uh, let's watch the trailer for Captain Marvel. So, scrolls are the bad guys. Okay, she just punched an old lady. Got to have superpowers. And you're a Kree. Uh, this. That scene is directly from a Chinese movie I saw last year. Fighting with an old lady on a bus like that. Animal World, I believe it was called. Your life began the day it nearly ended. We found you. She has green blood. 
I guess I don't know anything about Captain Marvel, so. So you could live longer, stronger, superior. You were reborn. Okay. I keep having these memories. <laughs> the trailer was pretty cool until it got to the go-kart scene. <laughs> yeah. And then it was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what you really are. What you really are. I think I had a life here. What are you telling me? Everything begins. Isn't that funny? How everything begins? With her. <laughs> a hero. She's part of the Space Force, bro. Sorry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right in the middle of the I'm trailer. Allergic. I'm allergic to cats. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm actually allergic to cats. That's funny. Cats in the I trailer. Yeah. Right, nobody's going to get that because it's an audio podcast but but us. But yes, there was a cat yeah. in the trailer. <laughs> Just when the cat uh, went in, I sneezed, so that's funny. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, this is, doesn't look good. So what is this uh, Oscar-nominated movie all about? Uh, I haven't seen any trailers fr from this uh, yet, and that wasn't... Like, the trailer wasn't that bad com compared to what I thought it was going to be. Uh, but Captain Marvel is an extraterrestrial Kree warrior who finds herself caught in the middle of an intergalactic battle... Between her people and uh, her people and the scrolls living on Earth in 1995, she keeps having recurring memories of another life as a U.S. Air Force pilot, Carol Danvers. With help from Nick Fury, Captain Marvel tries to uncover the secrets of her past while harnessing her special superpowers to end the war with evil scrolls. Got to say that scrolls thing is really, it sounds really goofy. But uh, this has got mm -hmm. 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb, 79% on Rotten Tomatoes, 75% of Google users liked it, and uh, 3.8 out of 5 on Facebook. And I guess just because of the whole audience score thing here being an issue, we should probably check that out here. 63% uh, uh, right now is an audience score, which is actually way up from the last time I saw it. That's... It was at 52 last time I saw it. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, no, I found, uh, I found a very short one saying absolutely marvelous. <laughs> uh, then I found some uh, very bad ones. But uh, uh, I, I was thinking I, I would read a half star one. Okay. This uh, by Marcello H. This might have done well as a comedy, but definitely does not fit the hype as set as uh, Captain Marvel in Infinity War. It was hugely disappointed uh, uh, by shallow MC development, and I felt not uh, it was the, uh, it was not the right time to take risk. 
like the most others said, the movie gets better towards the end. However, personally, I did not enjoy it until she appeared in front of... Okay, spoiler, 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 spoiler. I can't read this. All right, I'll do one and I'll do one real quick and I'll let you uh, find another one. Uh, Mark Trail from Facebook. Uh, Brie Larson's virtue signaling just ensured I have no desire to see this movie. I thought Hollywood learned their lesson when First Man completely flopped, but it seemed they were absolutely determined to alienate half the country with good careers, disposable income. Want a want to be political? Here's the price for that. So there's a lot of people on that side of things. Here's another side of things. Dakota Spears says this movie was great. All the negative re- reviews are just people trying to bring down Brie Larson. It was super entertaining, and I will recommend to as many as I can. Uh, I'll see it again and defend it to the end. She says. So she's mm-hmm. willing to die for this movie. Apparently, that's pretty intense. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little I don't too have far. To start here. Okay. Uh, there was half a star. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got a, I got one long one, so do a couple and then I'll I'll do a long one. <laughs> I found the five star superb. Not quite the height of Black Panther and Infinity War, which were masterpiece, but still a very solid offering in the MCU. In addition to being an integral part of the larger MCU storyline, this was very entertaining in its own standalone movie. Cool. All right, and then I got one from Robbie K. Uh, I found the movie felt. Much like the first Thor or Captain America movie, kind of slow and awkward. Also felt Bree's acting felt flat. I didn't know if there was an intentional or not, since we all know that she's a fantastic actress. Uh, this could just be poor directing. Because of this, I didn't feel like I fell in love with the character. I felt more like uh, felt more love for Monica R- Rambeau, which was a pleasant Easter egg. At the end of the film, I was entertained, but not enough that I couldn't wait for the next solo installment i'll still watch the next one hopefully they'll turn around uh, turn it around in captain america 2 maybe they'll develop her better in uh, avengers endgame where she can maybe show off her newfound self so he's still um he feels positive for the future but it, he felt like this movie maybe fell a little flat for him so hmm. strange yep all right, I'll do this uh, movie, other movie that came out this weekend, The Kid, a drama western. In nineteen or in eighteen seventy nine, Rio and his teenage sister go on a run across American Southwest to escape from their violent uncle. Along the way, Rio encounters infamous outlaw Billy the Kid and the legendary lawman Pat Garrett. He soon finds himself caught in a crossfire between Billy and Garrett, square off in a deadly game of cat and mouse. Uh, directed by Vincent D'Onofrio. It's kind of strange. Um, mm. I like him as uh, an actor. Uh, yeah, he's good in some things. Uh, he's also in. He's also starring in this. It also has Chris Pratt, Ethan Hawke, um, cool. Keith Jardine, who is actually an MMA oh. fighter. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, that's about it. How did, how did it uh, say uh, you, it went? It says 6.7 uh, out of 10 on IMDb, 42% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, oh. 1.5 out of 4 from Roger e Ebert. So uh, that's actually a lot. Oh, is that what you're saying? Kind of mixed reviews, yeah. I guess, is what I'm seeing, yeah. Yeah. Funny enough, if I had to pick between those movies, I would watch The Kid. Oh, definitely for me. I don't want to watch a superhero movie, so... Nothing against Brie <laughs> Larson, or, like, we're not, no, we no, not no. like, care about that at all, really, but I just don't care about superhero movies, yeah. Uh, anything we have forgotten to talk about that we have seen in the news this week? Oh, yeah, I mentioned this to Bill, and I, I was telling him he should look it up and talk about it if he finds anything interesting about it on the... Uh, on your podcast, on your wrestling podcast, um, but mm, that wrestling show, uh, check it out on iTunes. That there, wrestling show. Yeah, yeah, see how I set you up for a plug there. Um, yep. WWE. I I always watch it with the thirty minute Cliff Notes version on YouTube. Everybody, I've talked about this in the past. I'll, I'll watch Raw on there if I'm going to watch it because three hours I'm not going to spend watching Raw. I'll, I'll watch the Cliff Notes version, uh, but. I found one of them, and it had been claimed by WWE, Fro. And it had ads on it, which means instead of having that people remove the uh, Cliff Notes version that was made not by WWE, by some other person, they, instead of removing it, they're keeping it on YouTube and then uh, claiming the ad revenue. So WWE is making money off of the... Uh, the Cliff Notes versions that are on YouTube now. Isn't that interesting? Mm. Instead of removing them for copyright, they're just claiming them and then taking the revenue. I think that's crazy. It's an interesting follow-up to the whole Adpocalypse thing and how this all is panning out. And for WWE to even have caught onto the trend, you know how behind the times WWE is, Fro, right? But for them to catch onto this, uh, I think is telling in a way. Strange. Well, I am going to guess that we are going to cover some Brexit news next week. Right. Uh, we're There was something we thought might be coming out, but nothing definite yet? No. The, okay. the thing is, like, they voted three times on three different uh, referendum things. Today. That I wasn't, to, yeah, that I wasn't sure what the, the, the difference was between. I, I read a little, like, in, in between uh, now, and it just looks like uh, they, they, it is like we, we said that they w voted uh, uh, for no hard Brexit, so that's the main point. But they, yeah, they, that's what I'm seeing in all the news yeah. articles and on Twitter right now is no deal Brexit rejected by UK Parliament. Yeah, yep. So that's that's good. Um, what else can I? Am I going to predict that we're going to talk about? I'm going to, to predict that we will. Say something about Donald Trump, probably, maybe. Uh, it's, it's a very good possibility that something about Donald Trump will come up next week. Yeah, I'm not uh, trying to think of. Is there any big news next week that is on the docket? No, not really. I mean, right now, what's happening is Manafort is being sent sentenced in like the New York court that we've talked about before. Mm. So we got, I guess, this morning another three and a half years for some other crime. I have to look into it a little more because it's just happening this morning. So as we we were doing the podcast. Mm. Cool. Uh, well, 
what I know we're going to cover next week is uh, uh, Russia and the Netherlands in Eurovision. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's something I know we're going to cover. Another thing that I know we're going to talk about uh, next week is, for example, uh, another digital review of Wonder Park. Uh, what kind of movie is that? Do you know? I have no idea. Wonder I, Park? I, yeah, I, is that I, Jurassic Park? Animated film. It's an animated ah. kids film. Yep. Then we will talk about William Bill Cooper. Who is William Bill Cooper, Luke? All right, I guess Milton William Bill Cooper is his official name. Uh, American conspiracy theorist, radio broadcaster, and author. Uh, best known for his 91 book, Behind the, Behold the Pale Horse. So we'll talk about that. Yeah. I got a private message this week uh, that we, we had a too short show last week. So thanks for that, Jeremy. <laughs> you're in the hospital and he said we did too short of a show we could have just yeah. not done a show we almost didn't do a show at all we were going to do just like a 10 minute thing saying hey we can't do a show this week <laughs> he was joking he's like oh, yeah, he stopped being he stopped being sick he said to me right stop going to the hospital <laughs> Stop being sick, so you can't be have have podcasting. Yeah, I thought last so. week turned out good for it being an hour show. We kind of like condensed everything really like well. I I thought last week, um, it we didn't kind of go into things as detailed as we usually do. But I I thought it still oh. turned out pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I sound out of it. But that's because I'm out of it. So. Actually, only at the end. At the beginning, you sound, you know, and but by the end of it, you're like uh, a little slower tone and everything. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you were in the hospital. You were super out of it. But I thought it turned out yeah. good. So. So listen to that. Yeah. Next week I will shout and scream because it's episode one eighty. But uh, I guess that's it. Um, from America. Your name is Luke, uh, from Norway. My name is Fro. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. Goodbye.